myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is Clairvoyant Jess. And in this episode, we talk about her gift of clairvoyancy and how she uses it to help people find closure being a single mom, and then we get into her fear of acceptance. So let's get into that interview right now with Clairvoyant Jess. All right, my guest this week is Clairvoyant Jess. That's an amazing title. So Jessica, how did you become a clairvoyant? Like how did, when did you discover, I guess, this ability that um, I've had it since uh, birth. Um, I recognized it uh, as, at a very early age, seeing things uh, that others did not. Um, but I buried it for most of my life um, out of just really um, fear, uh, along with just being in the Bible Belt and it not really being accepted. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I kind of opened and closed for the majority of my life. Yeah, that, that is kind of a thing, too, with parents, because they condition it kind of you get conditioned to this is just a phase or the, there's all that conditioning thing of yeah, there's a it's a phase she'll grow out of it, and overactive and, imagination. Yeah, and they just you know they get they get frustrated and you know tell you to stop or it's it's always a and you know, they're just doing their best and unfortunately yep. you know it's just it was a it was a simpler time and you know it was just simpler answers to to the unknown questions. Yes, that's definitely, my, um, you know, after, I, now that I, uh, you know, of course, it's being accepted by um, my mother at this point, it was more along hers of just, I didn't know what to tell you. I didn't know how to tell you to deal with it. So that was my response. Yeah. So what was like, can you remember what your first, like, I guess, instance was like, what, what was like, be more specific at what happened? Like, um, it was an Indian chief. Um, he was in full Indian headdress. Um, he wore, um, you know, the traditional, I guess, uh, Indian, um, you know, wear and was uh, more of like a ceremonial type wear. And he would keep a hatchet at his chest and he would rotate between my, um, my bedroom door, my sisters and my brothers. Um, and he did that for a long, long time until one night he actually came in and he put his hand on my shoulder. Um, which was rather alarming um, <laughs> to have happen. Um, and I actually um, now understand that it was him choosing um, me. Well, that's awesome. I mean, in a way, yes, that is absolutely terrifying. And, you know, just I guess it's almost, I would say, sensory overload for the, someone your age to to experience that. I mean, it's great that he chose you, but it's like, can you wait until I kind of have a grasp of what's going on before you choose me? I don't, don't choose me when I'm, you know, I'm totally unaware of what's happening. And I can't, I can't imagine that because it's, that's got to be so real. And then it's so, and so alarming because only you can see this and it's, you know, oh, I just, that is absolutely like that. That's. 
it's cool, but at the same time, like the worst possible outcome of be of the of that power is just to, oh, I'm I'm suffering in in silence because no one here sees what I'm seeing, or at least it would be nice to have a sibling or something could also see it, and we can kind of. You saw that, right? Yeah, and my sister, my sister was aware of it. Um, so she actually did recognize it also. Um, but it just seemed to draw more to me than um than her. So Yeah. And are you the youngest or are you a middle? Actually, she's the youngest. Okay. So yeah. Maybe it just sometimes I think maybe if you since you may have maybe I guess it try you know, didn't push it down and you know, explored it, it may have, I guess, maybe opened you up more to it. I don't know if that's, if that. Yeah, I think that we're all born with the gifts. Um, I think everyone's born with some level of it. Um, The conditioning that we receive that um, puts those barriers up, you know, because then it's what uh, we're told and fed that just kind of pushes, encourages us to kind of block those things out as not normal. Yeah. Or to say, you know, that's, that's not happening to to deny So did your did you think your parents ever had any of this like gift or they just like your... both of them do okay. both of them do and so does my grandmother um or so did my grandmother um so it comes through um many um bloodlines through the family so my dad had the um, gift of his came through dreams mm-hmm. um and then my um my mother would have um you know would have premonitions or uh, or those gut instincts is what they like to call them um. And then my grandmother had visions. Did your grandmother talk to you about the visions? Like, was she like? She did. Yeah. She was probably the one that actually um, I could connect with uh, the most because she was open about it. Um, so she she shared a lot about her visions and the things that she saw. Yeah, I was going to ask if maybe like, because a lot of times it's your your grandparents because I guess there's so much hands off and, you know, you, your time is so finite that they you may have been more open and sharing with what they're going through yeah you may have been more conducive to listen at that point too being a kid and spending time with grandma yeah. yes so how how have you so what it so as a clairvoyant what do you how do you use that now do you just help people i guess with passing or now I use it um, to uh, connect people with the people that have passed. Um, so people that have departed uh, that uh, they need to connect with and possibly hear some messages from. Um, I also am a, um, am a healer. So I work with energetic healing to uh, help people through any sort of trauma and emotional um, situations that they possibly just haven't learned how to release. Um, so much of um, what people experience now, you know, it's kind of, um, I guess I equate it to if we touch a hot pot, we know how to put the hot pot down, but, mm-hmm. um, but how do we put down the, the hot pain? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's also because in a way you can understand without them having to, open up yeah to to pull you know you kind of pull the band-aid off for them rather than they you do a one two three rip whereas they slowly kind of peel at it and and it's you know i'm sure that it's very uh therapeutic and i cathartic there's the word i was looking for like i feel like that's probably a cathartic moment to just be able to on a level connect with somebody without having to go through the the whole story and have someone you know, be like, it's going to be okay. It's got to be super cathartic because 
nothing, you know, therapy helps, but at the same time, sometimes you have to relive that trauma to, to explain, to share with a therapist. And sometimes sharing's hard. I'm not the best at sharing feelings and stuff. So it's definitely so beneficial to be able to, I guess, connect and feel like you've released it without having to unpack it. Right. Yeah. I, and I actually work in tandem with therapists um, that are at least open to what I do. Um, many of them actually can see the benefits of the fact that there is uh, stuff that there might be so um, buried mm-hmm. underneath so many different layers of their um, emotional stuff that they don't even know where to begin. So being able to help them to just kind of, I guess, release that without them having to go through that whole process yeah. um, can be very beneficial. It's time saving for sure. I <laughs> Yeah. So when did you decide you wanted to use your gift, I would say, in this manner, like to to help people? When did you because you could you could have just, you know, just walked away with it or just kind of kept it to yourself? What what I guess prompted you to share? Trust me, I tried. <laughs> I tried for a long time. Um, so I say that uh, I guess it was right around um what we're looking at uh, about 11 years ago, I became what I would call a, um, a closet psychic mm-hmm. um, where I would share it with people that were brought to me. Um, but I wouldn't really discuss it in, you know, out to anybody because I just didn't, I, I dealt with so much with it. So for, um, from about, I guess it was about six years that I actually continued on that path of just uh, dealing with the people that were brought to me. And I kept being guided spiritually that that was not going to work any longer, <laughs> that I had to come out of the closet. Okay. And um, and it was really, honestly, I call it not the uh, the dark night of the soul, um, where you go through a series of just really traumatic events. And it was my father's death. I was going through a, uh, through a divorce. And I was also having to deal with my sister getting put into, um, I was putting my sister into rehab and um, all within about a 30-day period. Um, and that's kind of when the gift kind of opened up. And then, um, as I went along and kept trying to keep it to myself, they, um, they, they kept warning that I was going to have to take it. And I chose not to, and they said it was either their way or my way. And, and then it was like, we're not going to allow you to take this path. And I actually uh, lost my first ever corporate career. Um, and it was one of those things that out of being a necessity of a single parent that I had to actually make uh, something happen. So I launched two businesses out of necessity about five years ago. Um, and one was refurbishing furniture. The other one was I talked to dead people. Okay. And it seemed that people found it more interesting that I talked to dead people. Well, but I mean, that's that's it's such a great survival tool that you were able to. OK, here. Not only that, like, I wonder if maybe all of that happening at once just, you know, did something maybe emotionally to you to where you were more open to, I guess, that the, what you, your gifts, as you say. Yes. Um, I say that when the uh, dark night of the soul happens, it's like the blinders fall, uh, fly off. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the blinders that I've been able to put up to ignore it for so long, um, I couldn't put them back on anymore. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it was where they just, they, there was no ability to kind of put those blinders on and, and make it to where I couldn't see any longer. Um, and I had to actually just take the path. Yeah. And you know, that's I couldn't imagine dealing with all that in a 30 day, just stress upon stress upon stress. And it just never seeming to end. I, I can see how that would be like, you know, just something like I need to I need something that's me. 
like almost a, yeah. a, that that's something that's personal to myself that I that I alone that I need to do something for me and yep refurnishing furniture is probably it's it's a fun hobby like it, it, when you can right. when you can you can hit that you know antique chest and repur sand it down just just the I guess the methodicalness and the the detail and just it can be you know very therapeutic but at the same time have not having you know that's all you're in you're in a large pond of people that are doing that as a hobby mm -hmm. you are um you are and it's not the same as uh what the other is and yeah. it's um you know yeah very few very few people and i mean it, it, but it's also it's it's helping give closure in this in you know just like refinishing furniture you're refinishing people's lives because they don't have you can you stand away basically their guilt that maybe they left things unsaid with their loved ones or they just right. they just need something for their own benefit to move take that next step forward and not look back at their life with them and so that's yes. a, that's an amazing gift to have and whether you believe people believe it or not i mean i i believe that there that there's things that are needed i've i've had dreams where i if I have a dream of being in a car wreck, I won't drive the next day because that it has come true too many times on my life that I, I've been like, yep, heard you, heard you, whatever yeah. uni universal spirits are telling me not to take my car today. And so yeah. I totally feel like sometimes, you know, there is more to it and maybe, you know, the link that we're linked to may not be there, but we were linked to something and, you're just it's just too much in there and i mean it, it, you just can't explain it there's no scientific answer for if i dream of being in a car wreck and then i'm in a car wreck the next day because i drove okay we'll explain how that that happened how to my 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 mind was telling me not to drive like i in it, but and so and they were and it was right so how do you how do you explain that that this is all just some big coincidence i don't buy that yeah well, and I mean, it's, um, you know, I think that if for the people that, um, that, uh, that, you know, are Christian that listen, you know, that pay attention to the Bible, I mean, it says that, you know, he knows every hair on our head and he has a direct connection to each and every one of us. I mean, so, or if you're, um, you know, any sort of spiritual literature, it all talks about the fact that we have a divine connection, mm -hmm. um, no matter what it, um, what I guess religion or a topic it may be under. So if, um, you know, if they remember that we can tap into that connection at any time if you choose to. Mm -hmm. um, it's just in your choice and connecting to it. And the more that we listen to it, the stronger it actually becomes. So when we actually listen and say, okay, I got a dream last night that was not to drive the next day or it was going to be in an accident, that strengthens that connection. So where we actually will get more of those messages um, and more and more so that we actually um, are being guided divinely. Yeah. I, you know, and I just feel like, so, you know, it's not, it's not telling you that you're supposed to die or, you know, that you cheated death. It's just telling you, Hey, I feel like time there's, there's, there is a plan, but it doesn't mean that it's in set in stone. Right. That you can slightly alter the plan and they're like, Oh, you know what? Noted. And then they just, it's almost like your Apple maps when you choose a no, no tools route or something like, Oh, it just re <laughs> It just reformats you to your destination and just reroutes it. Yeah, recalculating. And <laughs> and so I totally believe that. And I don't, I, am I religious? Absolutely not. But I do believe, you know, and I, I try to I try to listen to all religions. I don't try to 
yeah. one is better than the other, but it's just, I'm like, there's too many people that believe there's something out there, or there's too many books of saying that there's a divine power for there not to be. Right. And that's what I, um, I'm, I'm accepting and open to all, um, all religions because it's not my place to judge. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, I just am open to, uh, the, to the divine source. So what has been like, I would say like your best, like what was your, what's been your favorite clairvoyant moment? Like what has been one of you, I guess your. Oh gosh. I know there's a lot. Oh, there is a lot. And that's why I was like sitting here thinking what's my favorite. Um, you know, I guess, um, I mean, there's so many, and I think that some of my favorites um, have fallen into those moments that were literally um, completely unplanned um, and were not, um, that the person wasn't expecting it. Um, those are always, I think, um, the most, um, they, they just are interesting. Just, I guess, uh, we I was on vacation at one point um, with my sister in Florida. We went into a store, and I... Um, we left the store and I looked over at my sister and I was like, you have to turn around. And she, of course, knowing me at this point, she was like, okay. And we get back to the store. She didn't ask any questions. She just knew I had to go back. And the lady looked surprised that it just checked me out. Like something was wrong. And I was like, there's nothing wrong. I said, but I do need you for a moment. And I began to tell her things that I was told that she needed to know. And um, they were all from a man and it was her husband who had just died. Wow. And she, um, she was so, she said, you don't know how much I needed this today. And I said, no, I know how much you needed this today because I just did a U-turn to come back. Yes. There, but that's, um, that has, those are great. I mean, just like even the dentist, um, that I was sitting at one day and, you know, they didn't, she had finished doing my dental work and the, the lady that was the, um, the hygienist, was about to finish up. And I was like, is the dentist coming back in? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, she wasn't, she didn't need to. And I was like, I need her to. Okay. And I gave her some, you know, some messages that were from her grandfather. And she looks at me and she stands up and she walked out of the room and was crying. I was like, Oh God. And the whole staff staring at me. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyways, I'll see y'all in six months. Right. Um, but I walked out the door because I saw where she had walked out. And I was like, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I did not mean to upset you. I said, but I was told that you had to have that message today. And she was like, then she went on to explain a story about what was going on within their family that day. Like they had to make a decision that was imperative mm-hmm. to be made that day. And she says, if I wouldn't have gotten that message today, I would have decided a different way. Wow. And so those were, I think, probably those are my moments that I think are always just so, um, so they're hard to touching. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of others that I can think. And it's, um, there's all the ones that are, that are hard to share. There's the ones that are, you know, funny, um, you know, cause a lot of times they like to bring back some of those entertaining messages that, um, not to forget your underwear and, you know, the time that they made you pee your pants. And yeah. these are all stories that I've literally t- said to clients and I'm like, this is really what you want me to tell them. And they're but- like, they'll get it. <laughs> But, you know, there are people I, I get that there are people like that, that that bring comfort from being funny. And so I, I that would probably be me. Like, it's just one of those things where you would you would basically make them feel comfortable by giving them an inside joke or or something yes. to, to to take the, gar- the the edge off and stuff. And not all messages are serious. And it's nice to know no. that even on the other side, there's a sense of humor 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it generally will, um, will help. I mean, and it's, um, you know, I think the ones that, um, that are bought to uh, people without, um, with that I, that I get in passing or that I get, um, from, um, you know, that it's there, they would have no other way to receive those. Like maybe they didn't, I mean, I've had ones that said I didn't believe, um, and stuff like what you're doing until you cross my path. Um, and it was because they would have never came to me any other way. Yeah. And I'm just grateful that I gave them that, that message that they needed. Yeah. And it's gotta be hard. I, I, it totally leads into what you're afraid of. And I was like, I totally get like, cause go ahead and tell people what you're afraid of. I was afraid of my gift. I was absolutely terrified of my gift. Um, I was terrified because of, um, I mean, I saw um, lower vibration energies and entities. I saw things that were um, that were negative. Um, I saw things that would happen to people before it happened that were not very pleasant. Um, and it terrified me, some of the stuff that I got. I mean, I, I had friends that I've had friends that I knew before they passed that they were passing and that there was nothing I could do to stop it. I mean, that is, um, a, and I couldn't tell them. Yeah, that's a heavy burden for sure. Yeah. So Yeah, I never thought about the the negative side of the the gift until that. I was like, oh yeah, that's Yeah. You just kind of, I guess, enjoy the time you have and you know, try to, I guess, maximize what you can, I would think, in those situations. I don't I couldn't I don't know how that that takes a lot of strength that I totally don't have to be able to just kind of not just pull them by the shoulders and say, don't go. Yeah. That's gotta be hard. Yeah. All I know to do is to try to guide them in the, the, um, maybe the areas that they're not, um, they're not on the right path and, and try to guide them into a place so that they, um, they can be at peace whenever they do pass. That's the um, biggest, I guess, uh, concern that I would have is uh, just to make sure that when they, they do pass that it's um that they're built their souls at rest yeah no regret yep so it's um you know that does um you know i've had plenty of uh, the opportunities that i've been you know brought into that had um demonic or dark uh, energies and things like that and those were the things that you know finding out certain messages that were intense and finding out um or seeing certain things that um were rather alarming yeah. um i mean can leave you shaking a little bit in your um pants um for a second until I learned, um, you know, how to really get a grasp on all of the information. And I still have to take time to process it even now. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, how does the gift work as a, as a mom? Like I, since you're a single <laughs> parent or you were a single parent, I don't know if you are still a single yeah, parent, but I am. <laughs> how does, how does parenting as a clairvoyanting? <laughs> My son hates it. Um, I mean, I'll walk around the corner. I'll be like, Hey, um, so you know what you were about to go do? <laughs> um, don't do it. And he'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, look, I know. Okay. I know that you're about to do something stupid. I'm just saying, don't do it. Or, I mean, he gets busted all the time. I mean, and he's just like, why, why did I have you as a parent? And I'm like, it's so screwed up. You chose me, isn't it? Well, I mean, but at the same time, I, I feel later in life. Yes. Right now it's frustrating, but I mean, yeah. it, it's not like you're doing it just to to get back. It's a it's a it's a defense mechanism. It's not a it's not a. Yes, know. he's only thirteen. So at this point, it's just trying to you know avert um, from any sort of you know stupidity on yeah. his part. <laughs> well, it just you get into that age, and it's 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 social dynamics, and you it's it's survival that fit us. That's the very we're all pack animals, and that's 
uh, as a clairvoyant, you know, that, you know, even we're still a pack animal in spirit. Yes. And so you try to, you just try to find your and he's rank. got the gift. Yeah, well, he's got the gift. And so, I mean, my concern always is, is that, I mean, um, especially when people are uh, are younger or in the beginning stages of their gifts, that they um, they draw in a lot of the broken. Yeah. Um, and he has, I mean, and always has. And so I have to be cautious of that and make sure that, you know, he understands that because if not, it can get him into the wrong crowds because he's just drawing into the people that, are, um, have dealt with some really harsh stuff very young in life. Um, but I just try to bring them into the fold and help them through the process. Yeah. And that I'm sure, you know, at some points it's a eye roll and a sigh, but I think time is the most valuable thing you can give a child. You just, just all your, t- as much time as you can. And, you know, they just, that's what they remember. They don't remember the gifts you buy or, the video games or the they remember the time you spend and they had that's that's what lives in your memories is you know just little moments of you spent with your family yeah much so and it seems um you know his he even though he wants to um you know put this off in a corner with the gifts because it makes him you know he doesn't like uh, some of the stuff that i get it seems that it's uh his friends have at least found some um i mean they'll find inter- entertainment in it so they'll come in and they'll be like hey read my crystals and i'm like sure and then like halfway through it they'll get up and they'll be like okay i'm, I'm done now this has gotten weird <laughs> and you know that's just you wanted me to read your crystals so here we go yeah you asked i didn't um i didn't come up to you to try to do it <laughs> yeah but i mean it's also some of it is just again they're trying to to find their rank and prove themselves and so sometimes they don't it's not super intentional like they just want to i guess be the alpha and so it's there's a lot of i say there's some unspoken alpha alpha dogging that usually happens with with young boys and stuff to try to to yeah, be the for sure and it just it gets frustrating and it's very simplistic it's very misogynistic at times it's hard because i i don't know how i could ra- i'm I've never had a kid and I don't know how I would be able to do it without losing my shit because it's just, but I mean, you just, you look back on it and you remember. Oh, but you do. You, you, yeah. You lose your shit. I mean, I, any parent does eventually at yeah. some point. But I mean, you look back on it and you did the, you, know, you can see where you tried to do the same things where you tried to be the, the guy that says something so funny that the rest of the class laughed and you know, it just, that's you, you, and you would say mean things just to try to get their approval. And it was, it's just, you kind of there's a guilt that comes with that and it's just even in, in my older age it's like there's so much guilt and things that i would say to get attention and it's yeah. it's got to be hard you know and i get where your kids coming from is having something that could easily be poked at and and ridiculed and this and that and you're constantly burdened with people saying things and it's got to be, it's hard because you, at school, you can't, there's no, at least at work or something, you can call in sick. You can't really call in sick to school that much and get away yeah. with it. It's like you, you're sharing an office with the same group of people for up to 12 years, which is yeah. a lot. Which is a lot. So thankfully he's uh he is the alpha uh, male. He's uh, he's bigger than most and, um, and has a strong personality. So at least he holds his weight in it, but he does still say that he wanted me to be a prostitute versus a medium. Cause that's easier to explain. <laughs> that's uh, 
And see, that kind of plays into your fear, too, because it's like you, you're still trying to fight for acceptance as an adult that that has accepted themselves. But now your kid is like kind of kind of accepting it, but like not happy about it. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah. I've let it go. Well, I mean, it's just like you, you, he has to learn how to accept it, too. Like there's you get you want to you want to kick and pout about it, but it's not going to change it. And so you you learn that lesson of no matter how much you rail against something you don't like, sometimes what you don't like is is not going to change. This right, is, very much so. This is real life. Like you can rail about the fact that you only make fifty thousand dollars a year, but you know what? At the end of the day, you're still making fifty thousand dollars a year. It's not going to all of a sudden change. And so it's kind of a it's you know it's a learning process, and I I applaud you as a parent and stuff to just, you know to be able to to shrug that off and. Just say, you know, I get it. I, I'm I'm doing the best I can too. Yeah, totally get it. I totally understand. Um, you know, and it was um it was far from uh, my first choice, and he's aware of that. Um, yeah. that it was not the path that I, you know, that I I wanted. I mean, I was um, you know, corporate sales um was um was what I'd always known. Yeah. So I tried to um stay that path and I even, you know, even when I took this path the first time, it's um I, I tried to go back to corporate. Um, but was brought right back here. So it was, you know, it was definitely being divinely led. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure clairvoyance also helped with corporate sales and stuff because you can kind of tap in sure to the to their what they're feeling and kind of, you know, lead them divinely into saying, Hey, you know, this pro you know, not I would say tricking but i would say you know at least yeah. saying hey you know this is a benefit to this i know what i know you're probably feeling hesitant and stuff like that but believe me you know this product will help you is it the end all be all absolutely not but it does it yep. is a start to doing something better yeah no it did and um, i guess that's probably a good reason that i you know i generally stayed within the top um you know top tiers of any of the sales organizations i was with is that i was able to kind of tap into that so as a clairvoyant, like how do you, how do you, do you just offer your services to people via, you know, the website or they come to contact with you or how do you get yourself out there? Do you like go to like, I, we were talking about the, the, you know, the, I guess, Southern, you know, Halloween spirit stuff, like the spiritual, the, they're like, is there places like that where you can kind of connect and expand? Um well, I do. Um, I have uh, obviously my website, and then um, I have um, a Facebook, and I'm on social media. And honestly, um, they five years in at this point, they get brought to me. Um, I've gotten a good amount of referral basis, and um, you know, especially once people have realized and recognized that um, that it's I'm legit, um, and that you know, I seem to come with good recommendations that. The business has just pretty much grown on its own, um, and it has been a very organic process. Um, I um, I've done some events where I go in and we'll talk at um, you know different forums, um, and we'll actually just introduce myself and kind of speak at those. But really, honestly, it's um, it's been just people uh, that have been brought to me through through social media or through different platforms um, online. That's awesome, and 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 again, that shows again that you're you're doing a wonderful job because you're being referred by people that have spoken with you and just kind of growing it organically like that. I just didn't know if there was like something out there where you could just be like, you know, you kind of like a meet and greet, like maybe, you know, people with like-minded and stuff like that, where you could kind of 
find an, a group of people that, you know, are, are like you and accept you and all that stuff because it just seems like it would be. There are fairs. Yeah. Yeah. There are fairs and events. Um, the, um, but see, I changed, I guess I changed cities, uh, in the middle of uh, my business. Um, and so, and then right after that was when COVID hit. So a lot of those fairs and events and things like that had pretty much been all, um, back So thank, I was grateful that I had had my business already established for some time because at least I already had a good, um, good basis of mm-hmm. people that actually had, you know, knew who I was because it really did help with being able to just be found at that point. And with COVID happening and a lot of, um, and, unrest and people being unsure of things it really did just bring people back around to um to me yeah i i would say that right now you you definitely like with all the stuff and so many so much i guess like you said unrest and unknowing and i was like to me i just like everybody's trying their best you know i i understand that you if you don't like either who's in office or who was in office i was like they're all doing their best are they, yeah. are they are they looking out for you absolutely personally with your goals in mind? Absolutely not. No. At, at some level, I, I have to, to, to write you off because I have bigger fish to fry. And so yeah. I just I think people get so intertwined in that sometimes. And I just is like, you know, they're they're Everybody's doing their best. It's not like they're they're intentionally telling you to, to go to go outside or to put a mask on, take a mask off. They're doing well based it, on what, yeah, what they're, t- they are. It's, is it perfect? No, you know, just like, hey, you know, don't drive on ice and you go drive on ice. Well, I'm going to drive on ice, even though they said they science and you wreck. Well, they told you not to drive on ice there, you know, just because that happened doesn't mean that they led you astray. Right. Well, I think there is, um, everybody. <sighs> I think there's a lot of components that are going on that have um, that have all kind of, I guess, been going through this process. And I mean, um, everybody wants someone to blame. And honestly, I mean, the um, you know what I was uh, told and guided when this all first started was this is all spiritual warfare. I mean, it's, you know, when COVID first started, I mean, and it was, you know, honestly, because there needed to be a reset to our society yeah, because there was so much that was um, everybody was complaining that they don't have time with their families. They're all burnt out. They're all running, you know, so fast and so hard and they just don't ever have that, you know, what they needed. And yet, you know, when they did get the time, they were still angry. Yeah. I would be angry too. Like I, I understand, I, I, I kind of liked it for a month, but I was like, man, this is like, I get why my dog gets excited to go outside. Like this was, it's a very, it would just, you you don't realize like how much of a release like your job is from daily life. Like if yep. you, if you had to interact with your family all day, every day, and you couldn't go out, you, there wasn't places you could go. Nothing was, no restaurants were open. You know, this is, this is, it was pi- oh, close, uh, closest to pioneer times as we'll ever get because the only, yes. th- only things that were open were grocery stores and gas stations. Right. And so there was no entertainment outside of Netflix or something that you've stayed in house. And, you know, you just you were in those four walls, just like Pioneer Times. You were in those walls for the entire. Which I think that on a lot of people's um, a lot of people's fears and burdens, I think that it also, um, you know, amplified some of the things that were already broken within our society um, that really did just make things um, feel just even more amplified than what they were prior to that. So they started having to really look at their shit. 
um, and their environment and what they had going on within their lives and their homes and everything else. And they had a choice. I mean, it was either change it or it can continue down this, you know, same broken path. But it's your choice to change it and not live in such a, um, in a, in a way that you're so un, unsatisfied and unhappy. So how did, how did you, I guess, find like acceptance for all this? Because I, I was like, this had to be, again, like you said, you tried to bury it. You tried to try to work past it. Like, how did you how did you get acceptance other than like being chosen and stuff and having everything basically break at one time? Like, how did I understand that that's how you chose it? But how did you come to agreements? With, yes, this fit. Um. So I guess it was um, so the, the first time that I chose to step out of um, of my comfort zone, because that's what I will say is probably the time that it really was uh, th- that things totally, I guess, um, let me know at the impact or at the level that I was um, needing to accept these. Um, my um, my son had a um, was doing Brazilian jiu jitsu at that time, and he had a friend that was at the gym that had passed. Um, and that was under some, I guess, questionable terms um, as to what was happening to him. And the young boy kept coming to me and um, and telling me, he was like, you've got to tell my parents. You've got to tell them that it was not, you know, that I didn't do that on purpose. It was an accident. And I was like, I barely know your parents. I just have them the high and the buys when I see them every day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Mm-mm. Um, but I decided to step out on faith and, um, I asked her for coffee one day and I was able to give her some information that all tied together and made sense as to what happened to her son. Um, And at the moment I recognized very easily and very quickly that um, she needed that piece and that was able to give me the piece that I needed. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely a place of acceptance during that time. What a great way to get it to like from actually doing it and then seeing, I, I guess the reward firsthand. Because, you know, yeah. a lot of people do it and maybe they walk away in three days. Because, I mean, some of this stuff, I I can imagine some of this stuff as they walk out of there, like I've like you you don't get any kind of answer. Some people may break down right there, but I I could see a lot of people just being like, get up from the chair, turn around, walk out, say nothing. And then maybe like three or four days later when they, when it all, I guess, when they, when it hits them and they, you know, they all, they get through the whole process, maybe they call you back. But I, I could see that happening too, of people just like, and just go. I've had it even three and four years later where they finally kind of showed back up and it was, and then finally saying, you know, just wanted to tell you what had happened. And I was like, three years later. Okay. But you know, I, it honestly has never been for my piece. Um, it's always been for theirs. Um, so I have uh, relinquished, um, you know, being able to see how the things go afterwards. Um, it um, it just puts joy in my heart to know that um, that they got what they needed. Yeah. And it, it answers a lot of their questions that maybe have kept them up at night or, you know, just, the you know, the questions you know, as a parent or any loved one, you know, did I do enough? Was it, you know, cause you, to some, to some people's just, unfortunately they're, you know, their defenses to, to take on that blame and just to, yeah to say, you know, what could I have done different that would have, you know, changed it. There's a musical, um, that's dear Evan Hansen, where it's kind of like that, where 
where you you know that we're after the son commits suicide and you know they you know it's just this guy you know invents this story and you know the parents kind of find closure by bringing him in and kind of doing the things that they would do would they should have done with their child that they never got to do and that they kind of regretted and yeah even though the climax is everything all that comes you know comes around that this uh, this is all a sham or you know stuff they still they still found peace because they realize you know that you know it wasn't anything that they did you know sometimes kids just fortunately that's the only solution they can find and those are always the sad ones um and it is those are generally the ones that have um have the most messages um i mean and all, all I, I have always found that the message seems to be sorry my dog is back here crying about life but um she's obviously emotional about this topic also <laughs> Um, but, um, that, um, they have the most that they want to share about the, it not being, um, you know, that it wasn't anything that could have been done, Yeah. you know, it seems those ones that have done that, that seem to be from suicide. It just, there is so much that they want to share. Um, that, and it's just so, so heavy. Yeah. And I can imagine that because it's, uh, you know, uh, as somebody that as a kid attempted that, you don't, don't you don't want them to feel like they're the ones that 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 caused it and you want to try to put yeah. them at ease as much as possible that even though they would you don't want them to stop you you want them to know that it wasn't anything they could have done it was you know that wasn't that they're a bad parent or assigning anything to that and so i i told i would totally get that like it's got to be you know, one of the, I guess, tougher conversations and stuff to say, hey, some people just, you know, get, unfortunately, they never find that acceptance. And that's, that's what, that's what haunts them is that the, you know, they just never find that, I guess, peace, spiritual peace that they're, you know, they always feel like they'll never be happy or satisfied and they just don't want to live in this cycle. Yep. It's um, it's a very much a, a darkness. I, I see that uh, a lot of times there is so much that there's so many components to it, and it just honestly depends on where the uh, where the person is, and also where the where the family is as to what I can kind of explain to them as to you know where things went and why it happened. Um, but it's um, it's just one of those things that I'm grateful to be able to give them that piece. Has any other younger clairvoyants that want to, I guess, pursue their gifts have reached out to you to kind of maybe maybe get some, I guess, guidance or, you know, like workshop or say, hey, what kind of, I guess, open yeah. themselves up? Yeah, um, I actually have a uh, development program uh, that I do with people that are like I was in the beginning where things were just out of control. I didn't really know how to um, tap into it. I didn't know how to stop certain things. I didn't know how to, you know, I guess, uh, safely handle all the different uh, ins and outs. And so I have started a, a development program that is involving, um, you know, some one-on-one -on -one coaching along with some like uh, recorded uh, classes to help them through that process because it is just, it's so hard because there is so much information out there. And unfortunately, there's some information that is um, that's incomplete or maybe not even accurate as to how you need to officially start your path. And then it makes it to where things can get a little turbulent. So um, so I definitely did start a program to help with that. That is amazing because, again, that is 
you're like you said, you went through a lot and to mm-hmm. be able to help people say, okay, that's not, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not, you're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be that person, you're almost like uh Danny from the shining. Like you're, you're helping, you're the, you're the old, old chef that's helping Danny understand his gift and that, you know, this is how you use it. This is how you can, you know, you can impact other people's lives with it. You can, and if you don't want to use it, that's fine too. But I'm here to tell you it's okay. Well, it's okay. And how to step into the, um, how to step into a place of control yeah. um, versus, um, versus things being out of control. Um, because that's the big thing is, is that a lot of times when we're trying to shut our gifts off for so long that we don't realize that they're actually more out of control um, when we don't step into that place um, than when we actually choose to step into it and make some decisions and actually choose to, um, you know, take a different route with it. That's awesome. Like, have you, what was, do you have like a vivid out of control moment? Is it just the Indian chief? By putting no, it- oh, absolutely not. Um, I mean, I've had, um, I had people that would be getting in bed with me at night Um I would wake up to spirits that were um, in my bed. I would get, um, you know, knocking on my wall. I would have, uh, I would wake up to like, literally my bed being surrounded by spirits. Um, I, um, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff that was happening that was, it was out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there was no off button, um, which can leave you feeling very, very crazy and very, very exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Interrupting sleep has um, got to be the worst part. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to sleep. But of course, when I went to go to sleep, it was when my defenses were down the most. So that's when they really did a heighten and, um, and it would get a lot more out of, um, out of control. So that was, um, you know, there was several times, I mean, that was all around my sleeping time that, that just were, I felt like things were just totally insane. Um, I had a, large entity that was in my door at one night that was that literally I stopped breathing. I mean, I could not breathe um, from what was in my doorway at that point. So it's, um, yeah, that's what I want to stop people from having to deal with. Yeah. Especially I want them to feel at, at ease with, um, with what they were naturally gifted. Yeah. And to say, here's how you take that moment and you gain control. So yeah. what, what do you feel like when you say gain control, how do you gain control of that situation? Like, how do you? You have to set ground rules. I think that everybody thinks that the spirit realm is in control. <laughs> um, that they're just having to take it as to um, how they choose to, um, to, to control things. And, and that's not the case. Um, you're the, you're, you're the one that has to set those ground rules. Um, you have to say what you want and what you don't want and what you accept and what you don't accept. And until you set those ground rules, it's a free for all. It's, it's like yeah. a room of toddlers that have no rules. <laughs> and I could totally see that too. Like you just, if there is a lot of people trying to communicate, it's almost like, you know, people in front of a microphone, like everybody's grabbing the mic, you know, once they're, because even, yeah. even in the land of living, not everybody wants attention. And so. I feel like maybe the spirit realm is, oh, so, someone, you have few people someone that are giving you attention. Yeah, well, somebody that sees me or somebody that can hear me, um, you know, I, let's, uh, we all got to talk to them because they know that not everybody can see or hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that leads to, you know, a lot of times you have, you know, all kinds of ones that come to you and have things to say and have things to share. And, um, you know, it's, 
not always something that you can do something about. You know, I had a little boy in my house at one point that I didn't know where he came from for the longest time until I actually talked to one of my girlfriends and told her um, the little boy and I told her his name and she goes, don't you watch the news? And I was like, no, I stopped watching the news years ago. And she was like, there's a little boy that was with that name that was uh, killed in a hit and run um, three days ago. And I was like, ah, and that was before I took control of everything. So he was trying to get me to find his parents. And I was like, you don't even know who your parents are and it'd be really weird to go knocking on their door yeah so now it's more along the lines of if 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 you bring them to me if you bring the person to me and they can ask for my help then then i can help them but i can't you can't just show up and ask me to ask people to help them uh, when i don't know who it is yeah and that's a very good ground rule probably to have is you know you don't want to you only want to help people that want to be helped don't don't just yeah throw more information to somebody that may not want to hear that or is not ready to hear that. Right. Which it, have you ever had that kind of client too, that's come in that maybe they're not ready for it. And you can kind of sense like you're opening a box that maybe you're not ready for. Maybe you kind of maybe slow, like slow play or, you know, maybe you're not ready to hear what this person has to say. Yes. I have. Um, and I mean, and that's always um, a tough one because I'm like, look, you're here, but you know, you're not really totally here ready to hear everything. Um, so, you know, and I just always, I guess that's the reason that I put, made my, um, my, I, all my materials say I'm your no BS connection to spirit. Um, because I want people to be aware that I'm not going to filter stuff. Um, and they're going to get really direct messages. And sometimes those messages may not be exactly what they, um, planned on getting, Yeah, but it's going to be honest. Um, and it's going to be exactly what, um, what I'm being told to tell them and, and they've got to be prepared for that. And if they're not, I mean, I've had people that have denied certain messages and then, you know, after I've been like, continue to tell them certain things that were literally confirming everything that I was saying, they had to kind of be like, okay, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, Okay. Why did it literally take me having to beat you over the head with like all these different information? You came to me because you wanted help. Yeah. That's got to be frustrating as well as thinking, I'm not going to give you the answer you want. I'm giving you the answer I'm given. Yep. No, I'm, I definitely is not going to always be the answer you want, but it'll definitely be the answer that they're telling me that you need. So this, so this is such an amazing conversation. Like I'm just like, it's, I can't, you know, it's, it's awesome that you've found yourself at peace with doing this and that you're, you know, you've, you're kind of, you're, you've built your confidence and you've, you've set boundaries and everything else for this. Where can people find you on social media? Um, Clairvoyant Jess. Um, so it's, um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, anywhere um, that's, that's online, um, you can find me or on YouTube and you can just or go to my website, which is just clairvoyantjust.com and it'll have links to all my social media there. I thank you again for doing this. This has been awesome. You, you're yeah, like it's, a, it's just amazing. And I, I'm so like excited that you, you know, you've embraced this gift and that you're you're confident with this gift and that you've, you know, you've grown with it and even though, you know, maybe it wasn't your, your ideal choice that you've, you've come to enjoy and I guess grasp and, and embrace the good that it brings. And yeah, very much so. Um, and it's been such a pleasure talking to you and I've enjoyed it. So I hope, uh, I hope it helps someone to understand that, um, 
you know, sometimes we can make, uh, take the fear out of uh, some of the things that we're meant to, we're led to, to, um, and embrace them. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Jess. Thank you. So that was Jess. That was an extremely interesting conversation. I love those stories of all kinds of, of messages and giving people closure and how she processes that and knowing that, you know, even when she gets a message that she goes back when she's not there and delivers that message is just an awesome, awesome gift. I applaud her. I think it's amazing. And and what an awful, you know, what a burden to, to have to deal with, too, with people, you know, fear-wise and things like that of people maybe being skeptical or not really being, I guess, open to that kind of gift. After the episode, she actually had a message from me from my grandfather, which was Un, you know, completely something I did not give her any details on or anything. She had just asked me if I was really close to my grandfather. I was, and I said yes, and she said that he was proud of me, and that was, it was just such an interesting feeling of just, you know, kind of shock, but at the same time, you know, just being happy and just having that because my grandfather passed away when I couldn't see him. And so I did get to be with him when he was near the end, as far as, I guess, speaking wise. And so I never got to say everything I felt I wanted to. And so that was just an interesting afterthought and I appreciated it. And it all, it all kind of geeked me out as well that, that she she knew that and it's just you just kind of you don't try to explain it you just it's accept and just enjoy you know that maybe that is the case and you don't try to sit there and say you know it's fake or anything like that you just wow you know my grandfather sees what i'm doing as an adult well kind of an adult and and approves so I thank Jess for that as well as the interview. If you'd like to follow her, all her information's in the show notes. You can find her on on all social medias, Clairvoyant Jess, as well as clairvoyantjess.com. So check that stuff out. I think it's an amazing thing, too, to help young people that maybe have similar gifts to help them with getting, you know, get being an understanding and accepting person in their lives so that they don't go through the same struggles that maybe Jess did when she was younger. So I, th- I think that's also amazing. So thanks again. Um, I did some shows. I did a show at the uh, Dallas Comedy Club this weekend. Thanks again to some of the guests, Grace, Skyler, and Jacqueline for attending. That was great. Great to have some fans. I actually connected with somebody from the Lizard Lounge on Saturday when I performed at Backdoor. So that was also really interesting. So it was great to to catch up, and so I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes. I'll have some more. I just interviewed a few comics last couple weeks, so I have a few of those episodes as well as a couple more. So I 
I'm still looking for more people to interview, so I will keep the, keep fighting the good fight and keep getting those interviews coming out. And hope you guys will listen. If you like what you hear, leave a review, five stars wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, any of them. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O like water. You can also follow him on Facebook Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns, that's G-U-N-B-U-N-S, as well as his website, gunnarolson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at somefearfans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration. Also, if you'd like to be a guest, email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can try to iron out some details and get that settled in. You know, give us some feedback if on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review. It makes the show bigger, and it's not going anywhere. I'm going to record as many shows as I possibly can. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there, and you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.